0: Hello, and welcome to Thoughts on Thoughts. This is Taylor Thomas. And Jessica Miller. And Christiana Reed. And we are so excited to talk to you guys today because we get to discuss emotional awareness and what that is and what it looks like in your lives and how you can come to understand it and implement it. What a, what an exciting topic. (laughs) it's riveting
1: really it really is actually this is like we say on every episode foundational
2: but it really is the first thing you're going to learn in therapy if you go to therapy what were you feeling Mm -hmm. tell Mm -hmm. me more about how that made you feel
1: do you guys avoid those phrases as a therapist, I totally do. No,
2: I lean into them and I use them oh. frequently. No, kidding. I feel like I'm <laughs>
0: probably in the middle of those two things. I don't know. Yeah. I, I try not to like ask those. I try to put them in different ways so they don't get caught up. Because you'll see if you use one of those phrases, a client will kind of be like, oh, I'm in therapy. You know? yeah. How does that
2: make yeah, you I feel? Have a... but I, I yeah. often do when I can see that they're having an emotion I will ask, "What are you feeling right now?" Yes, and then I will say, "Hold on to that feeling."
1: What is going on? Why are you using all my tissues? Sorry, is my sound bad?
2: No, <laughs> I'm just wondering. What I that thought you means. were being mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> but now I understand that you're saying that to your client, <laughs> and they probably Which think I'm mad you at them. Shouldn't because. It sounds attacking. because so <laughs> Very
0: attacked. confrontational, KJ.
2: KJ well, was not tapping into our emotions and she scared us. Yeah, my bad.
1: Oh. Read the room. Not very good at emotions. That's why I have myself been in
0: therapy.
2: You I can talk about that later. Honest. <laughs> yeah. Good. We can't wait to hear about it.
0: Oh, so emotions. We get to talk about emotions today and... What they mean and how you can recognize them
1: in yourself. I want somebody to give us a solid definition of emotional awareness. Who's got one?
0: Emotional awareness is basically being able to understand your own emotions and the emotions of the people around you. So it's, it's really that simple. Yeah, it's actually something you can be
1: intelligent in. Like yes. a lot yes. of people call you emotional awareness. Emotional intelligence. Precisely.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's emotional awareness is a skill. It's not something that we all kind of inherently understand how to do. It's something that you have to learn and work at and maintain. So, I don't know. When we were in graduate school, we had these classes that were all or we had this class that was all about emotional awareness, how it can affect your life, how it can affect your work and your family and your relationships and pretty much everything around you Mm -hmm. and why it's so important to understand how you are feeling yourself, because if you understand how you're feeling, then you'll understand how you're behaving, if that makes sense. And how you come across to others. Yes. Yes. Because I mean, I think everybody has experienced something where they're in a work atmosphere or they're in a school atmosphere or maybe they're with family or something and you're talking to somebody and you feel like you are completely justified in all of your feelings and you're coming off perfectly. But for some reason, there's a disconnect. There's a really big disconnect between you and this person over here. So a person in the workplace, for example, can be seeing their performance or their interactions as competitive and hardworking and everything's in the name of the company. Right. And then you can ask their coworkers and their coworkers will be like, no, man, that guy is rude. He's rude. He only cares about himself. He's he's abrasive. He's defensive. He's not a team player. Right, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. those are a lot of those big disconnects that you can experience if you're not feeling emotional awareness or if you're not experiencing or exercising emotional awareness.
2: Right. Of yourself and the other person's emotion and their reaction to your emotions, really, mm-hmm. is what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like I- three that. stages.
1: Like if you can be emotionally aware of yourself, then you can mm-hmm. be emotionally aware of others then you can see how you are coming across to them. Perfect. Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's actually first start by just talking about how we can improve our own emotional intelligence and our own emotional awareness because I think that's where it starts. So I think the first step really is being able to differentiate between emotions. So right now, am I feeling sad? Or am I feeling overwhelmed? Like those things are different. Those are different emotions. Mm -hmm. And so if we're able to differentiate that, we can be more aware of what the next step needs to be. If we need to work on naming our emotions, a good uh, resource is a feeling wheel. And there's actually one online. It's literally feelingwheel.com, I believe. Mm-hmm. and we will actually link to that in the show notes so if you're interested in looking at that that can be used for so many different things
0: um, yeah we'll we'll refer to the feelings wheel a lot later obviously with relationships and connections mm-hmm. as yeah. well
2: yeah. but what it looks like guys is it's like a pie chart and the middle it just has like these primary it looks like seven emotions mm-hmm. and then it kind of breaks them out into more specific manifestations of that emotion. I guess you could say like angry becomes aggressive and then it becomes, I was provoked or I felt hostile, you know? So it's helping you really identify not just the main emotion. Like I felt bad, but, Mm -hmm. Oh, I was feeling bad because I was stressed out because I felt pressured to do this. So it's helpful to kind of hone in on what you're actually feeling instead of just, Oh, I felt bad today or I felt fine today.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and when you think about it, the center of the feelings wheel is kind of how we all think about feelings um, on a foundational level. And when I think mm-hmm. about feelings, I'm like, either I'm sad or I'm like, when I teach my kids about feelings, I'm like, are you sad? Are you happy? Are you frustrated? Are you excited? You know, and those are basic emotions, you know, so it can really help you understand why you're acting how you're acting, because you're getting like, Jessica said, very, very specific. And just like KJ mentioned in our last podcast about attachment, a lot of this is about understanding and gathering data on yourself. I loved how she said that. Because it's not judging yourself, you're gathering information and data so that you can store it away and then truly understand yourself on a deeper level.
2: Right. Right. And it's not saying I shouldn't be feeling this feeling. Yes. It's really just accepting that. And we're going to get to that. I believe one of Mm -hmm. our next steps is Mm -hmm. accepting what emotion comes because we really can't control our emotions, but we can manage them
0: Mm
2: and we can manage our reactions to them and we can manage the amount that we have them generally over time. But to say that we can control our emotions is just crazy because emotions come unbidden all the time. Mm -hmm. It just is what it is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You can't control that physical response in your body of, oh my gosh, I'm anxious. Mm -hmm. But you can control whether you choose to lash out at someone because of that or if you choose to take 10 deep breaths. Mm
0: -hmm. Exactly. Just like I said to Boone today about 20 times, I said, it's okay (laughs) to feel angry. It's not okay to try to hit mom in the face.
2: You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good lesson to learn. Yeah.
0: yeah, Yeah. We're working on it. It's slow and steady. But yeah, (laughs) so just exactly like Jessica said, it starts from a young age. We understand that it's okay to feel a feeling, even if it's uncomfortable, but it's not okay to act in an inappropriate or hurtful way.
1: I think that leads into the next step. So first you differentiate between the emotions, you name them Next, you just observe your emotion for a few seconds without trying to fix or change it. Uh, that is key because mm-hmm. if we don't let ourselves actually feel our emotion and recognize it, we run into a whole slew of mm-hmm. other problems. Yeah.
2: Right.
0: And because that's the more
2: scary. That you suppress. Yeah. Because the more you suppress that emotion, the more it's just going to bubble up to the surface in different ways. And so in my work with trauma, people who have trauma, when they store that trauma inappropriately and they don't feel their way through it and understand their way through it, it comes up in other ways like in rage or in flashbacks or in physical discomfort because that emotion needs to be felt and accepted. And if we don't, it will find another way to make itself known like, oh, now I'm going to have a panic attack because you've ignored your anxiety. And so it's bubbled up into this huge thing. Mm -hmm, And -hmm. your body is screaming for you to pay attention to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So really, you just need to feel that emotion. And if you can just feel it for like six seconds, you'll find that you can shift into a different emotion and really just kind of work through it rather than, oh, I'm feeling sad, must distract myself, must do something, right? That's why we become so addicted to our phones and TV shows because I feel something and I can immediately let go of it if I just turn on Instagram, turn on Instagram, if I <laughs> scroll through Instagram, you know, I don't have to think about what I'm feeling anymore. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that feeling is going to keep bubbling up until you give it the attention it needs. Yeah. So there's a therapist named Anna Gomez who has this really great technique that she uses with children to help kids feel their emotions just bigger and bigger and bigger over time. And what she does is she literally pulls out um, a set of measuring cups and teaspoons and tablespoons and everything. And she asks that child, how much of that emotion can you feel right now? And so the child has that option of choosing, Oh, I can feel a teaspoon of this emotion or I can feel a cup worth of this emotion. And then she instructs them to sit in it for, you know, however much they can feel and just notice what happens. And then It's done, it's over, and they move on and do something else. And as an adult, I find this to be helpful imagery because there's going to be days where I can only tolerate a teaspoon of emotion, whereas other days I'll be able to feel that whole cup. And really, as long as I'm mindfully feeling it, it's okay to have days where I only feel a teaspoon. And it's okay to have days where I can only do a tablespoon, as long as I'm mindfully feeling it, and then I can move through it and move to something else. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because feelings demand to be felt. They will be felt no matter what. And so it's you can I kind of look at it as feelings can kind of make us feel kind of powerless at some times because like we've talked about, they come on really, really strong and they can feel really intense. But you can gain power if you are if you decide when you are going to feel them, if that makes sense. So if you like Jessica said, sit down and feel your feelings for six seconds and just sit in it, sit in all of the uncomfortable corners of that emotion, you can do that on your own time instead of pushing it down and suppressing it. And then it will come out literally at the worst time in your life. Yeah. It will come out. Yes, exactly. So you can gain more control if you decide to feel. And I Mm -hmm. think that's why a lot of us resist that because we're afraid that if we really give in it will never let us up, right? Mm
1: -hmm. But we're telling you, but that's
0: not true. It's not true. If you just sit in it for six seconds, like Jessica said, it will morph and change into something else. But we rarely give it that opportunity.
2: Okay, so there's a type of therapy called DBT, which basically teaches emotional awareness and emotion regulation. So if anyone needs help learning those skills, look for a DBT class in your area. It can be super helpful. But one of the basic skills in DBT is identifying your emotions and not judging them. And so they have an acronym for it. And the acronym is COL. So C, look at your emotions with curiosity. O, openness. A, acceptance. And L, love. And really, you'll find that as you start to y- implement that and notice that when you're interacting with someone else, noticing how you're responding, noticing your emotion and being curious, open, accepting and loving, but then also being curious, open, accepting and loving of their response. Mm-hmm. And that's really going to help you connect and really just work through the emotion rather than it leading to like we've talked about that volcano of, of building up the emotion till it explodes. You can kind of allow it to happen Understand it and then move through it.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Well, oh, and yeah. all in the name of mindfulness, the, uh, and another technique that you can do is because, like we've talked about, with that white knuckling, if you white knuckle your emotions, like Jessica talked about earlier, when you feel something and then you're like, "Oh, I'm I'm going to distract, right? I'm going to distract myself right. and do something and kind of run away or suppress it." If you're white knuckling emotions, that doesn't really work. And so, if you're and if you're a visual person, you can create an image. And so sometimes you can imagine your feelings. So if you identify a feeling on the feeling wheel and you're like, I am feeling so irritable right now, that is how I'm feeling. So you identify your emotion and then sometimes just expecting yourself to sit in it is hard. So you create an image in your mind. And I like the one of, Imagine yourself sitting near a river in the mountains and it's fall and you see a leaf detach from the tree and that leaf is your irritability. That is your feeling. And then in a state of calm and in a state of acceptance and curiosity, like Jessica just mentioned, you watch that leaf slowly drift through the air and then as it gets down to the water, it hits the water and then it slowly goes down the stream until you can't see it anymore. And so sometimes it can help if you create an image that is then allowing you to watch your emotions with curiosity, accept them into your mind, and then you watch them as they leave and then slowly transition into something else.
2: Mm -hmm. I feel calmer just listening to that. Yeah, it's like very soothing.
1: Wow, Taylor. Oh, yeah. You you know. You do that in session a lot. I I do that. I do a lot of guided imagery in session. Oh, wow. You should train me because I am, I struggle with that for sure. I think you guys touched on, you know, feeling that emotion, letting yourself sit in it. But then I think you have to allow yourself to feel the emotions in your body as well. It's like that mm-hmm. body mind yeah. connection of, okay, when I feel sad, I just feel pretty lethargic, or when I'm angry, I feel super tense. Like if you're able to connect it from your inner self to more of your physical self, I think that's another key thing you need to do to really experience it fully. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And then we have to move into overcoming our mindset that there's good versus bad emotions. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a huge misconception. Uh, We kind of grow up society tells us if you're sad if you're angry those are bad if
0: you're yeah. happy well when we're that's kids good. people literally tell us stop being sad all the sad. time
2: yes. stop yeah stop
0: being mad stop doing all of these uncomfortable and for for an adult it's stop doing those things that are making me uncomfortable <laughs> yes <laughs> stop exactly. experiencing those emotions that we are calling bad and so mm-hmm. you're exactly right we've internalized that and created a belief right we just have to shift our
1: thinking on that a lot because, mm-hmm. like we kind of said, emotions just give us data and they are there to help us. It's not good to suppress them. It's not good to label them as good or bad. And I kind of touched on this when we first started, but I actually can attest that all of this stuff can really be healing. Uh, I, went to therapy because I just due to different hard experiences in my life, I had really numbed out for years. And when you numb, quote unquote, bad emotions, what I'd been taught were bad emotions. So sad, anger, regret, all of those things. I was also numbing joy, happiness, excitement. And I realized that. So, you know, signed myself up for therapy. And it was awesome. My therapist literally just said, okay, your homework assignment this week is to just let yourself feel an emotion for 10 seconds. That was hard work. (laughs) That was real, real homework. But after I really retrained myself to be able to just sit and feel things, I was able to do it. And it was amazing just being able to experience the whole scope of emotions again, being able to feel truly excited about little things to feel really happy in certain moments. Like those are things that I hadn't felt for a long time. But I mean, you also experience kind of that excruciating pain of some of those Mm -hmm. other emotions. But that really, I mean, just helps you feel alive and like things are, you know, worth feeling. So this Mm -hmm, stuff does work. If you give it the time and effort just to be more emotionally intelligent, it's so amazing. And it helps in connecting with people so much more because it is actually the key to having true empathy. So if I had stayed numb, this is kind of what I, what I told myself to get myself in therapy. If I am numbed out, How can I go into session with my clients and actually connect with them and Mm -hmm. actually understand what they're feeling if I'm not allowing myself to feel it really was key to feeling Mm -hmm. empathy
2: again? Yeah, absolutely. You have to because and that's. Why empathy is so vulnerable is because you have to be feeling that emotion in yourself. And if Mm -hmm. you're not aware of your own emotions, then how are you supposed to bring that up? When someone says, I'm grieving because my mother died, and you say, well, my mom hasn't died. I don't really get that. But you can tap into grief that you felt when your Mm -hmm. grandfather died. But if Mm -hmm. you're not willing to feel your emotions, then how are you going to connect with that person? Yeah. So let's
1: then transition into kind of the second level of, okay, we understand our inner self. We understand our emotions.
0: How does that then help us understand others better? It's it's understanding that our feelings and our actions affect other people and it affects other people's emotions. So the first step with any interaction is to gauge another person's emotional climate. Mm-hmm. So how can we engage or how can we assess a person's emotional climate, right? We can talk to them. We can read their body language. We can hear their tone of voice, I talk to my sister probably three times a day. She's a great human being and I'm constantly assessing my sister's emotional climate as she is with mine. Right? So I talk to my sister. I'm like, Hey man, how's it going? She's like, Oh man, today's been a rough day or she might not even say that. I'll just hear it in her voice. So when I read her climate and I'm like, man, she's not having a good day. It's probably been really hard. It's probably been really long. It's probably been really lonely. So at that point, I'm not going to joke around with her in a way that could possibly be hurtful. I'm not going to dump all of my emotions from that day onto her when she's already feeling down. And so that, that's kind of what we're talking about right now. It's taking the time. And that's what it is. It's taking time mm-hmm. to understand other people, assess how they're feeling, listen to their words, look at their bodies, hear their tone of voice, and be sensitive and loving towards them. And if you do those things, rarely will you have a misconnection or a misunderstanding or a difficult time at work when you're trying to talk to somebody or a difficult time in your marriage or with your kids or with your friends. All right, so let's shift into some takeaways,
1: shall we? I think the first one that I want to say would be to take care of your physical health. Now, this may seem a little strange, but... Studies have shown that our cortex, our brain, does not function optimally if we're sleep-deprived, we're hungry slash hangry, if we, this is a weird one, but if we're uncomfortable because we haven't gone to the bathroom in a long time.
2: It's a Real thing. Real It is a thing.
1: <laughs> and uh, if you're not hydrated. So if any of those things are going on, your brain isn't going to be functioning optimally. And when our brain is not functioning optimally, we cannot be emotionally connected. We cannot really understand what's going on with us. So mm-hmm. they, I read this thing about this study. They did a study on couples and they watched couples who were sleep deprived compared to those who weren't. And the ones who were sleep deprived were more contentious.
0: That is that is literally like the first six months of my son's life was just like Logan and I being sleep deprived and just bickering back and forth. Yeah. (laughs) And you
1: can't be emotionally in
0: tune or really tap into other people's emotions. Name an emotion
2: during that time. Yes. Right. Because yeah, your brain is just all resources (laughs) to just staying awake.
0: Survive. Survive. Survive.
2: Right.
1: So takeaway number one. Take care of your body. Mm
2: -hmm. Okay. So, the second tech takeaway is for all of you people out there who are listening to this and thinking, I suck at feeling my emotions and I do not like to feel my emotions. And I feel uncomfortable when an emotion comes because there is a lot of truth in that. And we all kind of revolt against those emotions that are uncomfortable and more difficult to feel and understand. And so, so this is the person who's like, I'm gonna have a teaspoon of my emotion, and I can't handle more than that. A great way of learning about your emotions, but still distancing yourself from them, is to start reading books and watching TV shows. And I'm not talking about the boring self-help books, which I actually am obsessed with. So it's really <laughs> don't not hate, boring don't to hate, me. Yeah. <laughs> but. I'm talking about fiction. I'm talking about creative nonfiction. And I'm talking about your just regular sitcoms. I learned more about emotional awareness from the TV show Parenthood than I did living my own life. (gasps) They do yell more than normal. Mm -hmm. But it was the first time that I recognized and I was like, oh my gosh, she is yelling about something that has nothing to do with her daughter right now. And it like blew my mind. (laughs) But having those moments where you can distance yourself a little bit from emotions, but still be learning about how they work in people's lives is really powerful. So I totally recommend getting online, checking out a book from the library. And as you read, make a study of what is that person feeling and why are they feeling it? And how are they expressing it? Because then you're going to start to realize, oh, my gosh, that's what I do. Or, Mm -hmm. oh, my gosh, that sounds just like my child or my coworker at work, that kind of a thing. So it's a great way of distancing, but still learning about your emotions. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, next, the next takeaway is
0: meditating or working on being less distracted. So it's scientifically proven to change your brain and increase gray matter in the areas of emotional regulation. So this is basically just calming your mind. It's calming everything down. Everything. I feel like life, I don't know, maybe all of your lives are like super calm and stuff, but mine like kind of isn't. So I feel like I'm constantly chasing children, sometimes feeling like a failure and just on the run. And so when you can, when you can, and that's carving, that's also a part of carving time out for yourself. But when you can calm your mind and that will calm your body. And if you do that, you'll be able to take these emotions in and really understand them. So ways that you can meditate, um, I recently just downloaded an app on my phone. It's a meditation app. It's really nice. I set it up right before I go to bed and it has a timer. So it teaches me how to meditate for about 10 minutes. The woman's voice is very soothing and it's very nice. And sometimes I fall asleep to it and I don't feel bad about that either because then I fall asleep for that night. But you can... Download a meditation app. You can do guided imagery, which is amazing. Listen to tapes or even just go out in nature. That's a big thing. Nature is so healing and it's so soothing and it really connects us and grounds us into what's going on and how we're feeling. So try to meditate and bring, just bring the whole world down and just kind of calm. Just make, help yourself be calm so that can help. Yeah, and if you suck at meditating like I do,
1: My version of meditating is going on a long drive by myself. There
2: you go. Right. Or a walk. Walks are great too for Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing that you can do is just bring awareness to your five senses so that you're present in your body. So Mm -hmm. you can just notice what you're seeing, what you're smelling, what you're hearing, what you're tasting, and what you're feeling. Mm -hmm. Mm, Yes. wise. (laughs) That was wise.
1: Okay. Last takeaway. We connect a lot via social media or texting, I would say maybe sometime this week, try skipping that connection on social media and look for connecting in more real ways. I just think interacting so much on social media can numb us to real emotion cues from other people and just giving people real emotion cues from us. So spend some time actually being with people in RL. Real life. I was about to say, that's real life. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> so those are our takeaways from today's episode. We're so glad that you guys could join us. And we're really hoping that you'll join us for our next episode, which is going to be on communication skills. So we've spent this episode talking about emotions, understanding them, understanding other people. So how do you bridge the gap? Now that you know what you're feeling and you know what they're probably feeling... You can make some assumptions. How do you talk to them about that? How do you put it all on the table and understand them and create a lasting and healthy connection with people? Also, Please leave us a review on iTunes to let us know how you feel about the podcast, if you're enjoying it, if you would like to hear something else. If you would like to make a comment on our Instagram page, we would love to hear from you there as well. Um, We're a new podcast, and we just really want to teach you guys about what you want to know. So please let us know what that is, and we will be happy to deliver that. So have a good day, and bye. Bye. Bye, Bye-bye thanks for joining us today we want to create a community of inclusion where we can have conversations about topics that you need help with or have questions about we want you to have a voice in this process so please let us know what you want to hear about on future episodes you can email us at thoughtspod at gmail.com and if you search Thoughts Pod, you can find us on facebook instagram and twitter all original music is composed by Milan Vrijic from Valley of the Bears, and our logos are by Rick Thomas. Thanks for joining us.
2: Blue pairs.
1: And we'll just end this thing. So... <laughs>
2: I feel like you shouldn't be like, Let's end this thing. I know you guys are sick of listening to us.
0: be like, I know you want so much more, but we're gonna talk about takeaways right now, okay, emotional awareness is basically Paul, are you trying not to sneeze? I'm sorry. okay, oh, you can burp. cut that part out <laughs> <It's fine. laughs> ma, 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 okay. <laughs>